Another edition of 99 Questions. I am your host, Bob Buell. This is, of course, an oddly numbered interview show where we ask all sorts of interesting people interesting questions. And joined with me today, the co-founder of the Video Game History Foundation and the co-host of the Video Game History Hour and contributor to MinMax. My goodness, what a mouthful. It's Kelsey Lewin. Kelsey, how That's are you? That's me. Thank you so much. I'm. I. I want to quickly uh, correct though. I'm the co-director. I'm actually co-director. not the founder. Of the... Yeah, totally okay though. Totally. It's <laughs> lot, lots of co's. Lots of co's in my life. So. Anyone listening? Um, stop listening. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, co-director. My apologies, but no, hey. no. That I mean, you made me sound more important than I actually am. But I, uh, I, I appreciate. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal. Uh, well, thank you so much for uh, being here. Uh, I don't know if you've heard. We got just a couple questions to come just through here. Just a few. Uh, but where would we be without a couple ground rules, terms and conditions up front? Uh, like uh, ground rule number one, take as much time or as little time as you need to answer the question. But yes or no suffice. Give me a yes or no. A short story about your life helps us get a better understanding. I want to hear that story. Uh, ground rule number two. This is not... I really need to come up with a more current analogy. Wolf Blitzer interview? Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> this isn't a Wolf Blitzer interview. Uh, I don't think there's anything controversial in here, but if you want to skip or pass over one, not a problem, no judgment, no worries, we can skip. And grand rule number three, despite the name of the show being 99 questions, by the syntax of the English language, there's a good chunk of these that are just prompts. Some of these are just words I put a question mark at the end of. I might follow up with a question. Who knows? Uh, I know for a fact there's one at the end here. That's the community question. And I chose two because it's my show and no one could tell me otherwise. So all that said, uh, the first of these non-counting questions. Kelsey, are you ready? I think I'm ready. Oh, boy. Actual question number one. What's the perfect breakfast? Oh, well, I'm a big egg fan. Um, I make breakfast tacos nearly every day for breakfast. Um, and it's just it's just chopped onions and uh, peppers and stuff and some eggs and uh, a little bit of hot sauce and a little bit of like a uh, I go back and forth between a, a like a Mexican crema and a um, what do they call like Peronese, I think is what it's called, it's like peri peri mayonnaise sauce it's like a a cream sauce that's got a little bit of a tang to it really really good um and yeah and i'm i'm lived in texas for 11 years so i'm just big breakfast taco breakfast burrito person take one of those put a little green hot sauce on it Mm -hmm. i'm in all day i like it uh question two who's the coolest dude oh man it's you (gasps) oh you're the coolest dude oh my god confetti is falling from the ceiling awards <laughs> are being rolled out here what is, i'll take it, that 50 dollars now <laughs> paypal or venmo <laughs> question number three steak chicken or fish fish i live in seattle it's a it's a fish oh. town you get the best fish here i had maybe the best sushi of my life last night 
Holy cow. Which right. I guess, you know what, I will elaborate on. Uh, I went to <laughs> uh, a place called Sushi Kashiba, which is, if you've ever seen the Netflix documentary, uh, Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. It is owned uh, and operated by Shiro, uh, one of the apprentices of Jiro. And he served me last night. Dude is <gasps> like 70 years old. I thought there was no way, but apparently he works two days a week. And he served me last night. I got I got sushi from the world famous Shiro. So did I'm... you get the tamago? You gotta get the. <gasps> was it as good as it looks? Because it looks it was heavenly. really good. It's a beautiful <sighs> broken egg tamago. It was it was wonderful. My goodness! All right, now I just want sushi. I'm I'm so glad I got to share that. I had no idea who to tell that to. So. <laughs> Most of these questions are about sushi, so we'll we'll be great. Excellent. All right. (laughs) Question four: Best gift you've ever gotten? Tough one. Um, I'm a really big experience person. I had a really good birthday last year where I got to do a do high tea in the morning and then a Mets game in the afternoon, and that was that was pretty good. Um, Sounds pretty fantastic. I also one time got a uh, Wonder Swan prototype as a gift, which is. (laughs) Just very, very on brand for me. So I really, I really appreciated that one. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, question five: Best gift you've ever given? I know I used to be a really good gift giver, and I know I've nailed it a bunch of times. And I'm having trouble coming up with a single one. Um, well, I got I got my brother a custom rainbow GameCube controller one year for Christmas. That was a pretty good one. Ooh. Yeah, they're they're a big uh, Super Smash Brothers player, so <laughs> that was a pretty good one. I'll 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 accept that as the answer, even though that's probably not the best I've ever done. It's 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 in the top ten percent probably. I'm looking at the judges; they're nodding. They're giving me the yes all on right, this right, one, cool. so we'll take it. Uh, question six: What did you want to do for a living when you were a kid? I really had no idea when I was a kid. Um, I think I bounced back and forth between a lot of like things kids think they want, like a vet and like ballerina and whatever. Um, <laughs> and when I was a little older, I just assumed I was going to go into marketing. That just seemed I'm like, eh, I'm I'm pretty decent at talking and you know selling things to people, and it's got a little bit of creativity and it pays. So I'm like, that that just seems like the the career. Um, and I don't think it was until I was about 18 that I, like, remembered you could actually get a job in the video game industry. Like, you didn't... That It's not just this nebulous thing <laughs> that, you know, poofs into thin air. Like, there is an entire industry, and therefore there's jobs in that industry. So yeah. um, when I first got to college, I um, was thinking I was going to go into sports marketing. Then I pivoted to video game marketing and then uh, a bunch of stuff happened and now i do neither of those things but uh still work in the video game industry so very happy wow the pivots i love it i love it uh question seven what's the largest animal you can beat in a fight see as a very small person i am mm-hmm. i'm 410 um you have to you learn very quickly that in order to win you have to fight dirty so i think i'd be going immediately for like eyes throat you know like vulnerable spots absolutely um i don't want to do this but i think i could probably take like a like a 
a, a big pig or a goat or a, a llama Ooh. or something like that, you know? Yeah. I think, yeah, like a llama. I think I could really like twist the neck and get on the back. I'm, this is, yeah. I'm, I'm making myself sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this is, this is good. This is selling out a pay-per-view later this month. It's going to be big. <laughs> uh, question eight. Who's someone you look up to? I'm I'm trying to come up with a not cliche answer because my <laughs> uh, my cliche answer is my dad, who's um, basically taught me that you can you can become successful in life if you simply you know to varying degrees, but you can get some success if you simply outwork and outsmart everybody. If you can just be better than everyone around you <laughs> at <laughs> at whatever it is you want to do, then then you'll get at least somewhere. And uh, I don't think he ever explicitly gave me that advice, but that's certainly what he did in his career. And so I'm, uh, I, I took that and it, uh, it got me pretty far. I just, I just worked my butt off for a really long time. And, um, obviously a big believer in, uh, you know, the opportunities need to exist, but for those opportunities, when, when doors open, when opportunities happen, you better be prepared for them. And I'm, yeah. I'm lucky that I've been prepared for when those doors have opened. So. That's that's pretty darn good to me. He's also like funny and cool, uh, so that helps too. <laughs> Certified not coolest dude, but I guess he seems all right. Uh, question nine: First album you bought with your own money? I think it was a Sum Forty One album. Oh. Um, it might have been Blink One Eighty Two. They were real, real close. But yeah, would have been would have been early two thousands. Um, and. Man, I wish I knew the actual answer to this, but it was it was <laughs> one of those two, and it was it was probably like two thousand three ish or something like that, two thousand four. They're very much in the same category, so I could yeah, see the yeah. you know <laughs> I, I get the vibes. Uh, question ten: What's your go-to karaoke song? Ooh, um, depends on how. Uh, how much I've had to drink and how confident I am feeling in my abilities. My like, mm -hmm. um, my hard mode one is, oh, I'm blanking on the name of the song. It's the, um, it's this song about New York, uh, by Alicia Keys. Is it just called New York? I believe it's just called the, New York. The, oh, Empire State <laughs> oh, of Mind, I think. Oh, well, yes, yes, yeah, of course. That, <laughs> um, that, that one, if I'm like really feeling like I can hit the high notes, that's my go-to. Um, and otherwise, it's a lot of like Billy Joel, Elton John kind of stuff that's very Ooh. in my range and just fun, fun to sing along to. Yeah. Everyone knows what you're going for. It's a good mm -hmm. time. Uh, question 11. Last song you listen to. I mostly listen to a lot of video game soundtracks while I am working. Um, so technically that, but um, I've been listening to a lot of. Uh, Alex Lehi, I don't know how she pronounces it, but she's an Australian singer-songwriter that I'm actually going to see in concert on Wednesday. Whoa. And um, I don't know what the last song I listened, but I've been listening to her album just in preparation for that. So it was probably that, unless you count video game soundtrack stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Question 12. What's a band or musical artist you want to hear more from? Mm. Um, it's a it's a band called Moaning Lisa, and Ooh. they have like I think they have literally like five songs on Spotify. Um, 
but oh no no they have a couple they have a couple albums on spotify but uh but i just discovered them i think they're i think they're fairly young fairly new so um want to hear more of them it's just i like uh a lot of like I'm I'm so bad at describing music. I'm just <laughs> god awful at describing music. Uh it's female vocalists. It's indie-ish, mm-hmm. but like a harder indie-ish. I don't know how to explain that, but you know alt rock ish. Yeah, like a yeah, like an indie alt rock female vocals kind of thing. Like, yeah, I'm I'm All right. worst at describing music. <laughs> I never learned that skill. <laughs> <laughs> I will play what I legally can of their song right now. And it's probably not much there in the edit, but it's going to be something. Uh, question 13. Uh, a song that brings the most emotion out of you. Oh, there's. I'm such a sucker for sad songs. Um, and I'm just going to give the first example, um, that comes to my mind, although I don't know the name of the song. It's that Bruno Mars song about like, um, I should have bought you flowers. Uh, now you're dancing with another man, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, um, it's called New York. No, it's uh, called New I, York. <laughs> Do you know, know what I'm talking ex- about though? Yes. I 100% do. <laughs> I, it doesn't take much to move me to tears for a song. If it's just like, if, if it's a good singer that knows how to sing very sadly and the contents are sad, I will cry. It's uh, it, <laughs> it's pretty bad. I'm, I'm very uh, song sensitive. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, 14. What's your favorite music video? Wow. That's a question. I don't know that I've ever thought of. I haven't watched a lot of music videos. Um, at least not not since like the mid two thousands, back when MTV played things other than Jersey Shore or whatever. <laughs> yeah, reruns of uh, ridiculousness or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I don't I don't want to pass on this for like any bad reason. I just like I don't know. Oh, uh, what's that? What's that eighties song that does the whole thing in? Uh, is it Take on Me that does the whole thing in like a pencil drawing? That one's pretty cool. Oh yeah, aha! I'll say that. excellent choice uh 15 you got a million dollars but you have to donate it all to charity what charity is it going to well that one's that one's a a, a gimme since i run a a charity nice little softball there yeah that's probably going to the video game history foundation although at a million dollars i might you know carve off like a like a 50k for something else that I care about, like uh like a bird rescue or something. But mm. um yeah, it's probably it's probably all going to my charity. That's fair. <laughs> uh 16. Favorite holiday. I despite being half Jewish, uh my favorite holiday is probably Christmas and just the uh it's it's not so much actual Christmas. It's just I really like the sort of Christmassy vibes. I really love the um, the routine of decorating a tree and just putting lights on things and walking around and seeing lights everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I think that is that is probably my answer. It, it dominates at end of the year, but it's so I nice. like Christmas music too. So that's. I, I know, unpopular opinion. I've got a couple of those. I also like candy corn, so. Oh, I love candy corn. Oh, good. Okay, cool. 
For some reason, <laughs> last couple of years, candy corn and ketchup haters just came out of the woodwork. Yeah, I don't know where on? they've been, but yeah. I don't trust them. <laughs> uh, 17. What's your go-to drink when you walk into a coffee shop? Uh, usually a cold brew. I I love coffee, um, but I have a kind of sensitive stomach, so cold brew for whatever reason, um, when it is brewed like that, is slightly less acidic and sits better on my stomach. So um, I I order a lot of cold brew. Um, nice. And I also really like chai. Mm, good choice. Eighteen. This is a biggie here. Spell the word gray. Ooh, G-R-E-Y. Wow. Definitive Team E-Y. Yeah, that's um, that's the British spelling, isn't it? Some say. <laughs> so, uh, yes. I have a couple of things that I'm pretty sure uh, I got from playing a lot of Neopets as a kid. Um, oh. Neopets spells everything the British way. So, uh, you know... The I'm trying to think of a single example now, but um, like I think the way they spell forum is different. I think the way they spell uh, oh color is the big one. C O L O U R. Oh. I don't spell it that way anymore, but that was like what I learned um, yeah. just playing a lot of Neopets as a kid. So gray, I'm almost certain comes from that, and I just saw it so many times on that website that like that kind of cemented it for me before I learned that. You know, I was maybe supposed to be Team AY, but yeah, right. it's it's with an E for me. Listen, whether it's because of Neopets or Earl Grey or what have you, I mean, <laughs> the, the vote's been cast there. Uh, question 19. What's your prized possession? Um, I have, so I have some pretty cool stuff because I, I have a big video game collection and, you know, I have some stuff that's incredibly rare and stuff in there. Um, mostly very silly things that other people would not care about. Like, uh, uh, you know, I, my favorite one is that I like to tell people about uh, the Bandai Wonders one had a pregnancy tracking uh, program for it, uh, which is incredibly, <laughs> incredibly rare. Um, and I do have that. But I think my actual prized possession is I, I kept only one thing from my childhood and is my my childhood Game Boy Color. Um, which is the the Pokemon edition, and mm. as well as my copy of Pokemon Yellow uh, that still says Lewin on the back in my mom's handwriting. So um, those are <laughs> I kept both of those things from childhood, and that was a very influential game on me. So um, that's that's probably my answer. That's incredible. Because pets don't count, right? Those aren't possessions. No, some people okay. try to sneak it by there, and <laughs> I don't let it fly. Uh, question twenty: Are you competitive? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very competitive. I don't I don't love that about myself, but <laughs> I I I think I'm I think I'm better <laughs> at it, but okay. I these days, but I um uh, you know, I I was I think I was pretty brutal as a kid. I I really did not like to lose, so um yeah. I, yeah, I'm I'm competitive. I gotcha. Uh, 21, do you consider golf a sport? Sure. Mm. It's not one I'm interested in watching or playing, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> it can just be a sport over yeah, there. It's for, it's for other people. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, totally. 22, have you ever played any sports? 
Yes, but not well. I'm a much better watcher of sports than I am a player of sports. Uh. Um, I played softball uh, as a kid and um, and soccer as a kid, but I think everyone does. Um, and then if you count it as a sport, I ran cross country for a little bit as like a like a young teen. Um, but I was just I was bad at all of those, like real bad. I'm not coordinated. I'm not particularly good at paying attention the sport <laughs> and I'm not athletic. Um, I'm, I'm again, I'm 410. I'm just not, I'm, I'm not, there's not very much of me. <laughs> so, um, and I'm, and I'm not flexible at all. So I couldn't do anything like gymnastics or anything like that. So I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bad at sports, but I sure do enjoy watching them. There you go. Well, look at this transition. Question 23, favorite sport to watch. Baseball. Mm. Um, I like I like football and hockey as well. Um, I I don't dislike basketball. I just really only enjoy it live because um, I just don't follow it very much. But yeah. um, follow baseball religiously. Follow football a little less religiously. Although I used to back when I had a team that wasn't before I learned <laughs> that the Chargers would disappoint me every single year. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't yet learned that about the Mets for some reason. Even though it's been you know. <laughs> 14 years or whatever um but uh yeah i love watching baseball and follow it um follow it pretty religiously and not a lot of people talk to me about it so always excited when someone is like hey baseball right <laughs> <laughs> my whole world is video games so <laughs> like people yeah. just ask me about video games which is great i love that but um yeah and the worlds don't collide very often yeah the venn diagram i suppose is not as uh it's not as one circular as, as people would think. Uh, 24, theme parks? Yeah, I love theme parks. Um, we don't have, like, any in Seattle, which is very sad. We have oh, yeah. one small water park, um, like, I don't know, a 40-minute drive from where I am in Seattle. So it's, like, it's doable. It's not a horrible, you know, day trip, but um, I... I used to live in Texas in the Dallas-Fort Worth area where we had a Six Flags, a, I am blanking on the name of the giant water park, there's a giant water park, then there was also a smaller water park, and all of that stuff was like 25 minutes away, and um, it was, That's good. that was really cool, um, and I, I regret being afraid of roller coasters until I was about 14, because I could have had a lot, a lot more fun. They kind of rock, yeah. Yep. Uh, question 25. Dubbed the Ron Bennington after famous radio personality. You're standing in a wrestling ring, and a wave of nine-year-olds, a random mix of boys and girls, <laughs> are coming down to that ring to fight you. How many nine-year-olds could you beat in this fight? So, I guess my question is, am I allowed to, like, really... Am I supposed to really hurt them? Like, again, I, I think I could take a lot of them if I am allowed to fight dirty, which I wouldn't want to do unless those nine-year-olds are trying to kill me. Um, they might be. They're... But if they're, <laughs> I mean, if they're out for blood, then I guess I am too. Yeah. And, yeah, how thick is the wave? This is a, a toughie. Um, yeah. Because I feel like I could probably take on two or three at a time, but if they start kind of like you know, literally all sides surrounded. Like I can't, I can't gouge every eye at once. You know what I mean? So you could sure um, as heck try, but 
It's a tough challenge. I, I always say they're about as coordinated as a group of nine-year-olds would normally be. So probably yeah. not very. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think I'd get very far. I mean, I think I'd take out a good, like, you know, 10 or 11 of them. But I think I'd get overwhelmed pretty quickly. 10 or 11. Pretty commendable number. I like it. Uh, 26. What's a game you know you can win? A video game or any game? Any game. Ooh. The classic purposefully vague question. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, very specific trivia for sure. Um, I've got okay. a, I've got encyclopedic knowledge of some very random stuff. So if you if you take me to video game trivia night or something, um, I'm usually pretty good. Uh, unless I start doing weird, like unless it's lore based stuff like you know who's the third oh. boss in this game or whatever I'd be like i don't know tell ask me when it came out and who composed it or whatever <laughs> um, <laughs> but i don't know that i would say i like particularly excel at any uh given game to the point where i can you know reliably beat anyone i, I don't i just don't think i'm that good at uh at anything i was for a while very good at splatoon um specifically oh. splatoon 2 I think I could probably beat, you know, anyone who wasn't a like pro level, obviously, but all of my friends, everyone I knew. Um, but that's not true anymore. I, I'm out of practice. So <laughs> we do a biathlon thing where it's a couple trivia questions and around a Splatoon mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. back to it. Yes. Okay. They're putting that in the Olympics next year, I hear. Finally, <laughs> that change.org <laughs> petition worked. Uh, question 27. What topic can you discuss the most? Video game history, probably. That feels about <laughs> right. Um, particularly, and not, not because, um, not even necessarily because I know the most about this, although I... It, I do know a lot, but particularly like Nintendo's history, because it goes very, very far back to, you know, the 1800s. So yeah. um, I can I can give you, you know, I can probably go for like four straight hours just bringing you up to speed on uh, <laughs> where Nintendo came from and where <laughs> they are now. And um, and uh, I could also talk. I mean, I, there's a lot of I can talk a lot about handhelds in particular. Um, I'm a big fan of the Bandai Wonderswan, as a lot of people know. Um, and can talk forever about that. Uh, yeah, no. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with something video game history related. Incredible all around. Yes. Uh, Twenty eight favorite place you visited. So I haven't traveled very much outside of the United States. In fact, I've only I've been to Canada like twice, and that's <laughs> that's about it. So I assume there's you know much more to see in the world um but i i really enjoy visiting new york um i really enjoy uh anything with a beach i love san diego mm. i love like uh, i haven't been in years but hawaii um and uh and i also uh recently went to new orleans for the first time which was really fun that was a just a brand new experience for me that i thought was uh, i didn't really know what to expect oh i Sorry, this is like 10, you know, 10 answers, which is not what you asked. But um, I also think Pittsburgh is maybe the most underrated city in America. Really? Pittsburgh is really cool. Yeah. Um, wow. It's got one of the coolest ballparks um, and like surrounding the ballpark kind of energy. There's like just a, a 
street full of bars and and like uh street entertainment and that sort of thing which is really fun they have a beautiful park inside the city that like walks you around the water and everything um the national aviary is there which is excellent um mm. meet some cool birds and uh yeah it's just it's a cool city they got good food there everyone's pretty friendly for it being a uh, you know pennsylvania and <laughs> <laughs> gotta deal with all those steelers fans i suppose yeah. is a you know upside or downside how you look on it but yeah <laughs> I, th I think it's it's just it's just a totally underrated city. Like I don't think anyone says says anything about Pittsburgh. Really, it's just kind of like a yeah, it's over there. It's on the East Coast. But I really really liked it when I visited. I thought it was awesome. That's fantastic. Uh, question twenty nine. What's your catchphrase? I I think this is so lame, but I think it's do you know what I mean? I feel like I pepper that mm. into all of my explanations. Um. And it's not a, <laughs> I don't think it's anything I should be proud of. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's probably like an anxious, like, am I making sense? Hello? <laughs> do I, do I sound like a human here? <laughs> but now it's going to be in your action figure. You press the button yeah. in the back and <laughs> spits out a, do you know what I mean? Uh, question 30. What's the best costume or cosplay you ever wore? Uh, I was Riku from Final Fantasy X once, which was kind of fun. Mm. and i don't know that i've ever done i i've never done anything as exciting as i would like to eventually do although i'm i'm starting to i don't i don't i don't want to say i'm getting too old for it i don't think that's i don't think that's fair it's more just like when i'm at conventions i'm usually working them and it mm. feels like a bad uh <laughs> a bad match to be in like an elaborate cosplay while i am also trying to work um yeah so, that's fair. uh yeah, i don't think i've done anything like super exciting i think uh the riku one is probably the most elaborate one i've ever done um i also just have a couple of pokemon kigurumis that i throw on sometimes uh for a very easy halloween costume <laughs> oh yeah i i packed one of those snorlax onesies and went to an yep. anime convention and i was a hit it was just Perfect. that simple <laughs> Oh, they're they're wonderful. Uh, ninety-one. Have you ever had something named after you? I don't know. Hmm. I don't think so. That sounds really cool. I would I would love that. Someone name their child after me or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, there's a there's a Kelsey Street in Washington, um, but oh. I don't. No, not that I'm aware of, at least, if anyone's naming anything after me. But uh, I don't know. That might be a cool legacy someday. I have a street or something. Yeah. This is this is my uh, complete self-plug where I say, I did have a hot dog named after me. And it is as cool as it sounds. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Well, you have a really great name. You have right. a name that instantly commands, like, this guy's important in some way. It might be, like, oh. sports announcer. It might be, like um you know it just it's something along those lines it's it it sounds it it sounds like you are a minor figure in something so that doesn't surprise me that you've got a hot dog named after you it's the it's the buell and it is wonderful <laughs> let me tell you and thank you that is very kind of you to say it's the double uh like the alliteration syllables the yeah, syllables. The, yeah the alliteration double single syllables it's the one two punch Bobby. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Good uh good like radio voice uh 
well, radio voice too, but radio name, I think. Like, Ooh, that's why it's an audio medium. It's all exactly. coming together here. Uh, thirty-two hobby you've dedicated the most time to. It's probably video games. Um, I mean, it's got to be video games, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got to be video games. But it, it, does it keep counting as a hobby now that it's also part of my job? That's um, where we hit that gray area. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's got to be something to do with video games, video games or game collecting or something along those lines. But um, when I was younger, I dumped a lot of a lot of time into drawing um which i don't Ooh. do so much anymore just i a don't have the time for it and b like when you're when your skill caps at a certain level or it feels like your skill is capped like people are very very impressed by like a 14 year old drawing something super well mm. they they don't care if you're you know if you're 28 and you draw something really well they're <laughs> like yeah that makes sense that's that's the age where you'd be good at that <laughs> that's about par for the course <laughs> Still. You know, it, it's a muscle like any other. You gotta, yeah. you gotta flex it from time to time. I say, uh, thirty something, thirty-three. Who's a celebrity you've had a crush on? Hmm, I have a good answer. It's it's Andrew Garfield because people say my boyfriend looks like Andrew Garfield, so that's the uh... that's the safe answer right there. <laughs> <laughs> Very well played, Kelsey. Very well played. <laughs> Uh, 34. What's the strangest job you ever had? I have, I've done a couple of kind of weird jobs you might not expect from me. I, uh, when I was like too young to have a real job, um, I traded labor at a uh, horseback riding facility for like the oh. ability to ride the horses for free, basically, nice. um, you know, cleaning out the stalls and feeding them and that sort of thing. Um, I also briefly worked at a girl's uh, birthday party venue kind of thing. It was called Sweet and Sassy. and <laughs> I like this place already. Okay. Yeah, and um, I got hired on the spot because part of the job is, so basically, you know, little girls come and they get like, um, they get their like, nails done they get their hair done up and we put a little bit of makeup on them and they wear like a princess <laughs> dress and stuff and then there's a runway and they <gasps> walk down it and they you know they fill out a little like card for you know what's your some stuff that you like and answer a couple of questions um i got hired on the spot because part of my interview was um you know do the runway voice uh over oh, thing. yeah and so and i was apparently pretty good at that so i'm like here comes kylie her favorite color is pink and when she grows up she wants to be a ballerina everyone here at for kylie <laughs> <laughs> that's really good it was great um glitter was part of my uniform that's not a joke they Perfect. like mandatory spray yourself with glitter when you when you get to work um <laughs> And yeah, that was—I mean—probably the most fun job I've ever had. If I'm being honest, only the parents sucked. So, <laughs> <laughs> sounds incredible. I kind of want to do my next birthday there. Is that possible? They had a pink, they had a pink limo too. Come I didn't on. get to be in the pink limo. I was, you know, just the teenager doing the, the teenager You're very in the stuff, lead but... <laughs> there. Pink limo runway. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it was for wealthy children, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds about right. 35, a book you'd recommend the world to read. 
Um, I'm going to say Atomic Habits, um, which I am blanking on the name of the author, but he's um, quite well known. It's, um, you know, I'm I'm not like super into uh, self-help-y type stuff, but this was something that uh, I I found really like I haven't applied every lesson from that to my life, but I just feel like it gave me a pretty good um, just better understanding of how my brain works and how the brain works and ways you can uh make very small improvements to your life and reduce friction and stuff i think it's a i think it's a good read um i i listened to the audiobook i didn't actually i have, I have a hard time getting through uh you know businessy and self-helpy type stuff when i am reading it on the page um yeah. but it's an excellent audiobook and yeah that's that's my answer atomic habits that rules uh 36, a movie that always makes you laugh. Airplane. Oh, great Yeah, answer. I don't watch a lot of movies, but that's one of my favorites. Leslie Nielsen. How, I want to say underrated. I'm going to stick yeah, with that. I'm saying underrated yeah. with him. I mean, he's, I'm, so so, he's already very highly rated, but but still underrated. I agree. Still underrated, yeah. <laughs> uh, 37, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? From a purely I am traumatized point of view, I the platform. It's a very like well regarded movie. It's a um I guess like a like a psychological I don't know. I don't know if you would call it horror. It's just deeply, deeply, deeply disturbing. Um oh. it is uh yeah, uh <laughs> again, a very well regarded movie, but one that like was was kind of traumatic for me to watch and I, I regret watching it and it's basically uh a multi-level prison where the prisoners near the top get a uh there's a there's a platform moving through the whole thing they put mm -hmm. food on the platform people at the top eat whatever they want and at the bottom you have you know when you get halfway down it's pretty much just like bones and people are starving and it's just it's terrifying and i'm already uh, wow. yeah let's i don't want to talk about this anymore yeah <laughs> also, I think they just made like a Gordon Ramsay game show about this. I know, I know <laughs> which, they did. <laughs> I didn't know that's where it was based from, which is I even don't more think bizarre. I don't think I don't think they have any relation, but I can't watch that because it reminds me of the stupid <laughs> movie that traumatized me. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, thirty-eight. Who's your favorite actor or actress? I don't know that I have one. Um, hmm. Let's go with Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> he deserves it. I gotta say. Naked Gun, 33 and a third. Come on. Classic. Uh, 39. How cool was it in Jurassic Park when the raptors were running through the kitchen? It's pretty cool. It was it's, pretty it's, cool. It's pretty sweet. I I know raptors aren't weren't like how they are in Jurassic Park. Completely unlike them. And they're probably more like chickens, but, you know, those things are pretty cool. <laughs> chickens can't open that kitchen door. These raptors <laughs> did, though. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, question 40. First show, as a kid, you got really into? It's probably Pokemon. Ooh. Yeah, it, it was almost certainly Pokemon. I know that uh, my dad still... 
is uh, a little traumatized by how much how how much I could just open my mouth and just Pokemon would come out for like hours <laughs> and hours. And uh, yeah, I think I, I think I kind of tortured my poor parents with that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I still vividly remember, like even as like, I don't know, a 10 year old or whatever, describing like Gen 2 Pokemon to my mom in a car ride. And even then I was like, this feels a little too much for her. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm, yeah, I didn't have that self-awareness yet. I think I was like five, so. <laughs> uh, question 41. Who should play you in a movie of your life? I don't know, but I hope it's someone like Aubrey Plaza. I feel like, uh. I feel like I give, um, you know, I'm not nearly as like cool or talented or whatever, but like I, I, I definitely have the sort of resting bitch face. Um, sorry, can I swear in this? I did not even sure. ask. Okay, <laughs> I have that sort of um, look when I am <laughs> when I'm not engaged, uh, not on purpose. Just that's why it's called resting for a reason. Just happens. Um, yeah, and I just I feel like she'd do a she'd do a good job. She could do it. I'll have my agent call her. It's it's a whole great. Thing. Yeah, she'll she'll make me look good. It'll be good. <laughs> Uh, Audrey Plaza holding a Wonder Swan. Is yeah. this the one? <laughs> like, <laughs> there's something there. There's something there. Uh, 42. Who's the biggest celebrity you ever met in person? Uh, maybe like Sammy Sosa. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've met a handful of, uh, baseball players and a couple of football players. Um, I, yeah, like Sammy Sosa or maybe Alex Rodriguez. I guess it's up to you who Ooh. you consider bigger. Um, but uh, yeah, Sammy Sosa, I hugged while I had the chicken pox and didn't know it. And Sammy Sosa <laughs> had never had the chicken pox, um, mm. which is a uh, basically long story short, my parents were worried that I was going to kill Sammy Sosa <laughs> as like a <laughs> six year old or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That would have been a story. Now it would have been a story, yeah. <laughs> uh, question 43. TV show or podcast that you love, but you don't think anyone else knows about? Oh, I, I actually have a great answer for this. Um, there is a fantastic video game history podcast outside of my own called They Create Worlds, um, uh, hosted by uh, a very good video game historian, Alex Smith. Um, and it's just... It's, you know, if you don't like video game history, you won't get anything out of it. But if you just want to learn stories behind some stuff, I think that he does an excellent job of explaining all of it. So love that. Uh, 44. Favorite comedian. Mm. It's a loaded question because you want to be like, wait, did they do anything bad? Yeah, <laughs> I I love through the course of doing this show, like because I've been doing it maybe three and a half years. It was like, oh, John Mulaney for sure, and then it was yeah, like, no, oh, not John Mulaney. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, he's funny. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Bo Bo Barnum's up there. Um, yeah. I really liked, especially when I was younger. I really liked Brian Regan. Um, he is a little, he's he's a cl totally clean comedian, which is fun. He's just very goofy. Um, I don't know if his modern stuff is as funny or if it the last time i tried to listen to something that was modern it seemed fairly similar to a lot of the stuff he had done before that's not even like a dig it's just like 
you know, I, I'm I'm getting a, some similar stuff here, but um, yeah. but he's great. He's very funny. I will say he might have the best episodes of comedians in cars getting coffee that Seinfeld Ooh, interview really? show because I, don't I think, think they're seen that. just friends. So they've done like three episodes with each other, and it's just them rolling on the floor making each other laugh. It's that's great. Worth that's great. worth looking into. Not a sponsored thing. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love. I don't know how much I love Seinfeld the person, but I love Seinfeld uh, the show. So <laughs> that show is good. Uh, 45. Best Saturday Night Live cast member. Oh, no, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Amy Polner and, and just leave it at that, because I, I think that's... Don't take that too seriously, because I don't watch enough <laughs> SNL. I'm sure, there's, I'm sure there's a better answer, but... <laughs> Listen, she's excellent. She's excellent. <laughs> she is. She's excellent. Uh, 46. What's the nerdiest thing you've done? Oh, man. Where do I start? <laughs> um, I've done, like, I, so I, as a, you know, video game history nerd and someone who runs a, a foundation that does video game history stuff, I mean, the, the kind of research I do is um, often quite dorky. I mean, you know, just trying to find indie developers on uh systems like the wonder swan and uh the aqua plus piece which is not a system anyone's heard of because it was uh, it's not it wasn't a good system it was japan only um and uh it kind of it functioned kind of like a um it was really more of a like cell phone type device but was not a literal cell phone if that makes sense Oh, um kind of nokia engage yeah just like a um yeah but with a way worse screen and everything but what it was Perfect. really easy to do was make games for it so it had kind of the sprawling oh. uh japanese early indie scene before there was much of an indie scene you know before um you know there's a, a period a long period of time where if you wanted to make games you had no way to sell them so it was like all just hobbyist and um, and that was mostly just on PC for a long time. You know, Flash games were huge. And then yeah. there was this sort of like in the middle period and kind of the mid early to mid 2000s where, um, you know, before the alien hominids of the world and stuff was people were just kind of figuring out, like, can I can I make a game on this system and can I do something with that? And I can um, especially on the Wonderswan, you can uh, you could like. You could buy a consumer dev kit and it, you could buy like individual cartridges you could flash your games to. Oh, that's would have so been a cool. very expensive and not lucrative way to like sell a <laughs> game, but you you could. And, you know, um, so I've done a lot of uh, done a lot of fun research into that kind of stuff, which is always really fun and um, have one of the have two of those dev kits, actually. And um, a friend of mine um, actually helped put together a like little silly game on that thing um i don't know how to program so i <laughs> i would love to do that but it's uh i don't know how to program so he he helped me and put together a silly demo so i could kind of understand how it worked better so um that's that's among the nerdier things yeah again looking at the judges they're all nodding pretty yeah, vehemently yeah. here yeah uh 47 least favorite state Oklahoma. 
Hmm. I'm, I'm going with least favorite states I've been to. And there's probably parts of Oklahoma that are totally fine, but I only ever know it is a thing I was driving through and it's very boring to drive through. <laughs> so. Not so okay, if you ask me. <laughs> Little state acronym humor for the fans yeah, that, out it, there. Your, your show is going to get me in trouble. <laughs> all, the, all the people who know me in Oklahoma are like, what the heck, man? They're t- <laughs> turning off the podcast instantly. Question 48. Best thing you ever won? I I feel like I have won some things, but everything really cool I've ever, I've ever like sort of won has actually been like my partner winning it. Hmm. So my, uh, my, x1 a an xbox one when those were brand new and we didn't have a lot of money and that was just how we got our xbox one which was great (laughs) um i did win a a couple of uh nintendo eShop gift certificates at a party i went to at gdc a couple years ago and that was that was fun but i feel like i've just been like adjacent to a lot of the big prize wins you know (laughs) Like, yeah. like, I still benefit from it, but it wasn't me that won. <laughs> still pretty impressive. Uh, 49. Is there anything you've collected or had a collection of? Oh, well, this isn't a question for me at all. <laughs> um, yeah, I have, a, I have a huge video game collection. Um, actually, I mean, I, I would say it's huge by, like, standards of people who don't collect video games. And it's just, like, you know decent sized for people who do collect video games i mean i I have a i have friends that have you know five thousand plus video games i don't have quite that many i've got you know maybe two thousand probably a little less because i've been thinning out a little bit um but i do have a 100 percent complete wonderswan collection uh which is so impressive it is i'm the only person in the english-speaking world as far as i know that has done that so um I'm, I'm quite proud of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I have, I have a lot of like mini collections within that collection. I, I collect um, uh, 1960s and 70s Nintendo toys, like kind of before mm. they're before they got into video games. They're sort of like um, it, the the Gunpei Koi era, basically, where you know you can kind of tell they're starting to figure out like what makes play interesting and eventually that turns into their electronic stuff they have some total duds in that period too don't get me wrong but um, <laughs> you know there's there's some stuff that is that's quite interesting in there um yeah. those are all the things that like WarioWare would like yeah exactly in their games right yeah, yeah. no one's ever going to know what the real ultra hand is ever again that is <laughs> after <laughs> zelda's out so um but uh yeah i have that i have um i collect yellow things because i like the color yellow in in my video game collection so i've got like you know a bunch of yellow controllers and game boys and um and that sort of thing for a while i was doing a pastel colored console collection but i just i have at this point i have too many consoles so i'm trying to thin that out a little bit but they made (laughs) a lot of really pretty psps in japan really like nice pastel pink pastel like seafoam green, pastel blue. Um, there's that, that nice uh, Sakura Tyson uh, light pink Dreamcast. It's oh, there's yeah. a couple really nice ones in there. So um, don't think I'm gonna like try to continue that one because I'm just I'm out of space. I'm getting rid of stuff at this point. But um, <laughs> but it's been fun. Oh, yeah. and also uh, a complete collection of every 
rated M DS game, which was just a stupid, silly thing. I, I it's it's like twelve games. Or I was something, gonna so say was how just, many could yeah. there possibly. So I was just like, I'm just gonna do that because that sounds funny. So. <laughs> the only one I can think of is that Touch Rabbits, that weird like launch game. What is that X Y X X? Am I? That's not rated M. Is it not really? Mm-mm. Mm. I don't think so. It's just I do have that, but I'm, okay. I don't know I'm why. I just sure assumed it was. There's um there's a Resident Evil, there's two horror games called Dementium 1 and 2, um Ultimate Mortal Kombat. There's oh, a, yeah. a game called like a horror game called like uh Teresa or Teresia, I can't remember exactly. Um that's all I re- there's like a crime scene one too. That's Interesting. That's all I remember off the top of my head, but yeah, it's not very many. That still 100%ing. Get the little platinum trophy. <laughs> uh, question 50. Dub the Ryan Davis and the last of the fighting questions, I swear. <laughs> You're in a fight to the death. With another person equal to your size, you're offered either an aluminum baseball bat or a six-inch non-serrated knife, knowing the other weapon you don't choose goes to your opponent. So which do you choose, knife or bat? I will take the bat. Taking I think I could bat. I I think I can hit the knife hand faster than I can be stabbed and it is a longer weapon. So, I think I can Yeah. Wow. Oh. I I think I think that's the strategy for sure cuz I don't know, I don't trust that I could get the knife close enough if I've got a bat against me, you know? That's fair. I think people whipping at it people in video games but i don't think i get aim it that well yeah but if you i mean if you screw that up you only got one shot you're done <laughs> you're done don't you worry we are just taking a quick break have some water have a snack grab your pastel psp grab your wonder swan from the other room we'll be back with plenty more with the great Kelsey Lewin in just a minute here. But let's send a quick shout out to the people who do the music for this show, like the song you're hearing right now from the Mini Vandals, the song that's going to play us back from break from DJ Williams, the opening song from Diala, or the closing one from Single Friend. All wonderful, all royalty free. Wouldn't you know? You love to see it. Uh, and you know what I love to see? new five-star reviews maybe throw a five-star review at us in spotify or apple podcasts or wherever you listen it'd be nice you don't have to but it'd be nice hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We got one more thing before we get back to the show. Something brand new, something I'm very excited about. It's the 99 Questions... Hotline? Hotline. Sure, that's what we're going to go with. I created a phone number for you to call. You can leave me a voicemail. If you have questions for me, if you have questions about the show, if you have questions for future guests, you can call in, leave a voicemail, and your voice might be the one actually asking the question 
live on the show. Well, not live, it's pre-recorded, but you know what I mean. I got the number right here, 732-592-9838. That spells out Real Wax Vet. That's right, Real Wax Vet. Like a veterinarian who's really made of wax. I don't know. All the good numbers are taken, so this is the closest one I could get. Real Wax Vet. One more time, that's 732-592-9838. Give it a call, leave a message, have a great day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Kelsey, uh, in addition to all the wonderful things that I mentioned at the top of the program here, uh, Video Game History Foundation, Video Game History Hour, MinMax, uh, all that, somehow you found time to write a book. I did. <laughs> it's taken me so much longer than uh, <laughs> I think I'm supposed to take to write a book, but, uh, you know, when you put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, first off, congratulations for writing a book, because that is just what an achievement, truly. Um, and secondly, uh, if if my sources are right, it's a book about Animal Crossing. It sure uh, is. And if I get to ask you one question, and what do you know I do, uh, I want to know how that topic of all topics was the one that you kind of poured yourself into, that you, you felt uh, passionately enough that... Uh, worthy of of book writing so i have i've always wanted to do a super deep dive into i mean i i have done super deep dives into into things just into smaller things and you know i used to have a youtube channel about all of that but um i animal crossing in particular was definitely the game that i thought um a had a huge impact on my life um was a very big part of my sort of early internet uh upbringing i was um a moderator on an Animal Crossing forum for several years and just very, very active in that community. Love um, that. And also, I think it's a really, really interesting game. It's a very, both like the actual gameplay and, you know, what, what the game is and and also um, its surrounding development and especially localization um, and kind of bringing it outside of Japan. So um, I was between writing you know deciding to write a pitch for that and uh for pokemon red and blue um Ooh. and i decided that i think i would literally never end my research if i did it on pokemon because <laughs> there is just so much to unpack there 
Um, Animal Crossing, obviously huge. And uh, when I pitched the book, there was no New Horizons that took the world by storm and COVID and all of that fun stuff. But um, so I think it definitely became a larger deal as basically as I was writing it. But, um, you know, it just neither of those topics are manageable, but that one definitely seemed like the more manageable of the two and the more like I could I could be the voice for it. Whereas I think there are you know, there certainly are bigger Pokemon fans than me. I love Pokemon; it's a huge part of my life when I was when I was younger, of course. But um, you know, I've I've very much kept up with Animal Crossing um, all throughout the years. It's uh, I have I have a lot of spicy thoughts about <laughs> New Horizons, but um, I uh, I get into a little bit of it in the book, believe it or not. So, oh um, yeah, I think it was just kind of a, a combination of it being a fascinating thing to talk about and also very influential in my life. So yeah. That's incredible. And for people wanting to check this out, I know it was a Kickstarter. I don't know. Yeah. So still it's, it, jump on it, the Kickstarter is not happening anymore, but it is going, I mean, it's, it's going to be a real physical book that you can buy, you know, any on any online retailer, really. Um, I'll be selling it in my stores as well at Pink Gorilla once it comes out. Um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, you'll be able to buy it on the Boss Fight Books website as well. Um, so there it is. Yeah, it'll be hopefully out late this year. I don't have an exact date because it's it's not like quite print ready yet, but uh, should be hmm. soon. <laughs> I love it. Very much looking forward to it. Thank you. Uh, but we we got all these questions. Let's go through <laughs> the rest of these. Uh, Fifty one. What's your phone wallpaper right now? I have a nice, uh, there's a nice little thing that the iPhone does where you can cycle through. It'll give you a new one every hour um, and just pick stuff from your photos. And you can do things like I want to see uh, scenery that I've taken a photo of and uh, my pets and, you know, that sort of thing. So right now it's a photo of my dog uh, laying in the grass from probably like four or five years ago. But it it mm. cycles through uh, just nice photos of my pets and nice uh vistas i have taken a photo of sunsets and and occasionally like um one of my favorites that pops up is i went to a seattle mariners game and they have this sort of like outdoor area where you can see the rest of the city and um it's a like a an, a trickery thing where there was a seagull on there and i took a photo so it looks like the seagull is the size of the buildings in the city and it's oh that's good it, it's great <laughs> I love it when that one pops up. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, 52, what's the last thing you Googled? It was probably, oh, you know what? It was the it was the yen to US dollars exchange rate, um, mm. because I do a lot of importing from Japan, and as I'm trying to uh, settle the invoices for uh, <laughs> for my stores, I have to do some conversions and be like, okay, what do I... What do I tell the accountants we paid for this? Because I can't give them that dollar amount in yen. <laughs> <laughs> Probably won't uh, let that fly too far. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, 53. You have to name your next pet without seeing them. What do you name them? I'm a fan of uh, of food names for pets. So I think it'd probably hmm. be something like popcorn or taco or... Oh. Uh, yeah, something along those lines. I don't have any food named pets. I just like, I like the idea of that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. 
Uh, 54, what professional wrestler would you compare yourself to? I don't know anything about <laughs> This comes up a lot on this show. I can name out. The yeah. Undertaker, so I think it's The Undertaker. There you go. He had the long hair. It's all there. Macho Man Randy Savage. That's, Boom! Look at you that's go! That's the extent of my knowledge right there. I recently <laughs> learned what the phrase, uh, what, what a heel means. I, I, mm -hmm. I know what that means now. So, yep. um, yeah. Bad that's, I'm, guy. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm making my way up in the wrestling world. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be headlining WrestleMania before you know it. Oh, I think there's there's a um I don't know her name and I don't know if she's well known or not, but it that everyone for some reason the Venn diagram of people who like video games and wrestling seems to be a circle. It's um, just one circle, correct? It's, yeah. yeah, it's very strange. Um so I've seen this pop up on like social media just from other people. There's a like Japanese lady who has fun colored hair that uh seems really cool. Um Asuka? Is Asuka, yes. Oh my yeah. god. And wow, she spits mist pulled... and she's got like yeah. uh, kind of Kefka from FF6 makeup yeah, a lot she, of the time. Yeah. yeah. She, she looks cool. I'm I'm gonna go with that. I don't she know is... anything about her, but she looks she, cool. <laughs> she is certified cool. And I believe she has like a some sort of history in the video game world. Uh I wanna say she was maybe in some sort of development or journalism what? realm before she <gasps> was a wrestler. I'm, I'm okay, half... I gotta look that up because that's actually really cool. I'm half making this up, but I'm pretty sure that's oh. that's true. No, I, I, I'm, I again, I'm not sure exactly what realm of it, but some yeah, she some, had she played a video game at some point. That's she cool. played a video. I can, <laughs> I can promise you that. Uh, question fifty-five: What's your comfort food on a bad day? Usually sushi. Um, mm. Like if I'm like trying to still keep it vaguely healthy while having a comfort food. Um, cause it's delicious, but it's also not like, you know, 10,000 calories. If yeah. I'm just calories out the window, I don't care. Um, it is pie and Ooh. or mac and cheese. So... <laughs> pie in one hand, bowl of mac and cheese Yeah, in the I don't other. think I do both at the same time, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, one of, one of those two, though, if I'm just, I'm just really going through it. It's a good plan. Uh, 56. Favorite smell? I think it's the smell of roasting marshmallows over a campfire. Or I also really like just ocean smells, especially on like a slightly warmer day where like you're getting a cool sea breeze and the sea breeze has that scent to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of those two. <sighs> yep. I think those are objectively correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 57. Best candy. I, it's kind of boring, but I love chocolate. Um, so my answer is probably a chocolate of some sort, but let's, let's try to do like a, like a, a brand here. Right. Is that sure? Is that, okay. You know, okay. I really love Butterfinger, but like, they're so hard to eat. Yeah. I, and too much of it gets stuck to the roof of your mouth and your teeth and stuff. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I very rarely do it because it's just. It's, it's just not fun, but um, that's one of my favorite candy tastes for sure. Um, also, yeah, again, really love candy corn. <laughs> but fantastic. I'm definitely more on the sort of like chocolatey side of candy than like the sour or fruity stuff. I mean, I, I do like a peach ring. 
Um, mm. And I, you know, I'm, sour candy is good and everything, but I, you know, I, I would definitely skip uh, like Skittles and stuff over basically any chocolate candy. Gotcha. Well, 58. Worst candy. I don't know that, I mean, there's some candy I'm not a huge fan of, like, you know, circus peanuts or something like that, but it, it's all, all the candy that I feel like most people aren't a fan of or say they hate is just like, you know, 1930s candy, which like, of course, mm. you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like there's a mainstream candy I I don't like, um, but I definitely, yeah, like I said, I can, I can skip like a Skittles or a, you know, a fruitier thing. Oh, I don't like warheads. Not a fan Ooh. of the, like, so sour it hurts thing. Yeah. I mean, they put it right on the label. That guy's face yeah. is all squished up and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Not having a good time. Uh, 59. What's a restaurant you'd recommend? Well, if you want to spend a lot of money, um, <laughs> Sushi Kashiba or Shiro's uh, in Seattle, both of which were opened by that guy I mentioned earlier. Uh, yeah. <laughs> His name is Shiro Kashiba, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> the man knows branding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, but if you want something uh, not crazy expensive, I mean, basically all the sushi in Seattle is fantastic. Um, there is a really good, very reasonably priced hole in the wall poke place in the University District of Seattle um, called Hiroshi's Poke. Um, very generous portions. Very, I mean, Nothing in Seattle is like cheap, cheap, but you know, comparatively for what you're getting, very inexpensive um, and very good fish in that poke. So that's what I'd recommend. Well, this podcast is just making me very hungry. So, <laughs> uh, question sixty: What's a food you've never eaten? Not much. I've tried. I, I I'm fairly adventurous. I would say so. Anything I haven't tried is. Um, mostly due to like, I mean, there's things I don't want to, if it's my first time trying something and it's going to be 40 bucks and I don't know, I'm going to like it. I, I, I won't do it. So, yeah. um, the one I think I will never eat is, uh, Balut, the like, uh, I forget exactly what it, it's, it's basically like a, a, a bird fetus or something along those lines Some, it's a, or yeah. a bird that's cooked with something i don't it's it's one of those foods that makes me a little sad so i i just don't think i'm gonna try that but i, I see I'm, that at the I'm, end of the aisle of like the asian food store and i go yeah i'm, I'm pretty willing me. like i've had um the i'm blanking on the the fermented soybean name the, the thing that they no that's kind no of well i've had kimchi too but the thing that they eat in Japan, they always like try to be like, haha, foreigners, try this if you're oh, so adventurous. Um, a prank food. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they, so, natto, that's what it's called. Um, it's a fermented soybean, um, usually eaten over rice. And I don't, I don't like it very much, but it's fine. Like if you, if you were like trying to do a gotcha on me in Japan, you, you wouldn't <laughs> get me. I, I eat it. So, hmm, interesting. <laughs> Uh, well, we might have gotten it there. 61, strangest food that you have eaten. Yeah, nacho's probably up there. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't know what most people consider super adventurous, but, you know, I, I had like whole shrimp head, you know, whole octopus tentacle kind of thing. Like just yeah. the, the slightly more adventurous stuff at the seafood places. I'll try it. 
So, uh, sixty-two. What's a typical day off? Um, I it, this during this season, um, like in the summer in Seattle, it's actually very nice outside. So I I really do try to spend time genuinely outside. <laughs> I like taking walks. We have a lot of really beautiful, uh, you know, just trees and flowers and that sort of thing here. Um, I do play some video games sometimes on my day off. Um, but yeah, it's usually uh, sleep in a little. Um, you know, get some get some outdoors in, get some uh, some video games or something along those lines in, and maybe go out to a, a fun dinner or something like that. Not too shabby. Yeah. Sixty-three bucket list item that you accomplished. Write a book. Oh. Although it's not on the shelves yet, so maybe maybe not quite accomplished yet. But hey, that, um, that Kickstarter closed. It's as good as out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That, I mean, that was a really big one for me, and I, I think I'm gonna want to do another one at some point Ooh. too. Um, I I like writing. Um, I really like researching, and um, I'm I'm not so good at finishing projects, which I think is a you know fairly common trait, but um, which is why this has taken me so long but um i really you know i briefly mentioned earlier i had a youtube channel for a while where i was telling some video game history stories and stuff and i really loved everything up until the point of recording the video and then everything you know the video and video editing and stuff was not was not my favorite part but i i really loved you know finding a story putting it together um and i'm i hope i get to do that again someday that would rule uh, 64 bucket list item you probably won't accomplish. Oh, never say never. Um, <laughs> have something named after me. <laughs> <laughs> I will start a Twitter campaign right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if I call this a, a bucket list item, but um, I have always wanted to own a really, like, big and smart bird um i have i have a small and you know he's don't tell him i said this but he's he's not that smart uh, <laughs> and and i love him to death and he's he's great um but i i got a green sheet conure specifically because uh one of the major reasons was because they live to be about 25 which mm. feels like a somewhat rational amount of time i can commit to having a pet um those larger birds can live 60 to 90 years and even if i had started when i was 15 i can't commit to that you know my whole life so um i would i've always wanted to have a really you know like an african gray parrot or something like that but unless i just you know luck into a very sweet like 50 year old bird at some point i just don't <laughs> think it's in the cards for me because i just there's no way i <laughs> i can't commit to that yeah, my parents actually do have an African gray parrot. Really? And I'm already like, oh it's no. It's going to be yours. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's so loud so every time smart. I visit. No, he's so very, loud. He's very nice. Joey. Joey Bravo is his name. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I love pets with people names too. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very good bird, but he can he can be a little verbal <laughs> when you don't want him to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But heck of a bird who will probably be mine eventually. <laughs> uh, 65. 65, dubbed by previous guests the realest question of the bunch. Name of a friend you don't keep in contact with but regret it. Ooh, yeah, wow. 
Um, it is probably, uh, I had some really awesome childhood friends, both in like, you know, earlier childhood and then also as a teenager. The ones I had as a teenager, I wouldn't say I keep in great contact with them, but I probably see at least like two thirds of them like once a year, just, you know, hmm. Christmas or whatever, or whatever. We're all back in town visiting family. Yeah. Um, the uh, people I don't see anymore um, were my two really good friends when I was like, um, probably like from eight years old to like 12 years old. Their names were Allison or they still are. As far as I know, their <laughs> names are still Allison and Shannon. Um, and we were just like, we just played video games and hung out and like uh, learned to code HTML and stuff together. Like, I, wow. I, I feel like I could be even cooler if I had stayed friends with the two of them. I feel like we were a really <laughs> cool group of girls that I really haven't haven't had anything like that since. So <laughs> hmm. I hope they're doing well. Yeah. They're big fans of the show, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, there's no way they're listening to this, but genuinely, please hit me up. I would love to hang out with you guys again. <laughs> Aw, see? I love that. Uh, 66, what's a game that makes you feel nostalgic? The obvious answer is the original Animal Crossing for me. Um, just so much tied into the feelings of that game. Um, I think... I can say that about a lot of Pokemon games as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm also going to go with the Zoo Tycoon. Played a lot of Zoo Tycoon. Um, I guess specifically Zoo Tycoon 2 as a as a kid and just really lost myself in that. There's a cool expansion that had dinosaurs and aquarium stuff in it. You could do all three in one. It was great. Wow. Take that, Jurassic Park Evolution. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, 60... Seven. What game have you spent the most time playing? Animal Crossing Wild World. That was Wild peak World. of yeah. That's the DS one. That was peak of my um, uh, you know, moderating an Animal Crossing forum and that sort of thing. I I don't know exactly how many hours I had in it, but it was probably like a thousand. Like, wow. Yeah. And it was, we did a lot of, we did a lot of like community events, you know, we'd like host people over it. Cause that was the first one that had, you know, oh, Wi-Fi connection course. and all of that. Yeah. So um, there'd be a lot of like, you know, come over to my town and it, it's, it's so um, what you were able to create with that game is so much more limited than what, like what you can create now. But I feel like the, the creativity in creating that was so so apparent and so strong i mean um my town had uh had a little coffee shop and so i would i would invite people over and be like come you know my house i designed my house to be like a little coffee shop and be like come over <laughs> hang out in my coffee shop and um yeah and I, I put a ton ton of hours into that i think not a super close second but a um slightly distant second is probably a monster hunter for you on the 3ds um did a ton of uh community meetups and stuff for that game like every every thursday night or whatever i can't remember what night we did it but every every uh you know once a week every week we would have a big meetup and just play for like six hours and then of course i played on my own at home too but yeah we, we did that for a very long time it was fun that rules yeah uh 68 what's something you've built with your own hands 
Ikea furniture? <laughs> very it's little. It's trickier I'm, than it seems sometimes. I'm, I'm not very handy. Um, I, yeah, I haven't built much with my own hands. Uh, <laughs> I have, I have half built, uh, you know, the, I wouldn't even say that, but, you know, I, I, I co-own a, a handful of video game stores in Seattle and we, we did open a, a new location earlier this year. Um, all of the building quote unquote that I do is very much in the like inventory and merchandise and, um, and that sort of thing. And, uh, my, my business partner does all of the literal building, <laughs> which I appreciate <laughs> a lot. <laughs> both necessary, both equally as necessary. <laughs> Uh, 69. Best pickup line. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know that I've got a, a good answer for that. Um, best, like, I know, I know these questions are vague and you're not, you're not going to answer me, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> are, like, cheesy or genuine, you know? Like, I, I think as the show is going on, we're learning this probably very few genuine ones that are good <laughs> you know what i mean um, yeah yeah i don't i don't really appreciate any cheesy ones very much because they're all you know probably something i've seen before or heard before um yeah. if you can you know what i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna answer this the opposite way just because it's a fun story when i when i was on the dating apps uh for a little while um my my favorite slide into my DMs I ever got uh, <laughs> was someone who saw that, you know, I said something about video games in my profile, and they said, video games, huh? Let me guess, Stardew Valley, The Sims? <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> and then you responded with a picture of your 100% wonderful I, I you know <laughs> I, i'm still thinking about what the best response would have been to that i in order to respond you had to like basically match with them so i wasn't going to do that oh that's I, yeah that's fair <laughs> but i uh um it it still lives in my head rent free to this wow. day so <laughs> certainly the most memorable one <laughs> for for better or not memorable is is the word yeah <laughs> Uh, question 70. Have you ever had any good nicknames? No, we, so for a while, a, a boss of mine was nicknaming everybody, um, <laughs> and, uh, had really good ones for everyone else, and, uh, mine was, mine was Texas T, which was, which was, which was okay, but it was, it was because I, uh, uh, I had a, a backpack with the uh, Texas Rangers logo on it for a little while, oh. <laughs> which is just a T. Um, and I <laughs> I just recently moved from Texas. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I don't think I've ever had anything super good. Um, although I was once, uh, this isn't quite a nickname, but it's something I still, I still use. Um, there was an article about the Video Game History Foundation in The New Yorker uh, oh, last wow. year, I believe. And I was described as compact and laser focused, and that's my <laughs> that's my favorite my favorite way I've ever been described. So <laughs> that's very. I'm, I might edit that into my intro of this now because that's really good. Uh, 70, 71. 
Do you believe in love at first sight? Sure, for some people. I don't think I'm uh I don't think I'm capable of that, but I believe that other people are. I'm I'm one of those people that um like attraction is not the it's like I, I want to be I, I get attracted to like sense of humor and personality and and then I notice the looks I'm like oh yeah and you're attractive cool <laughs> what, are you, what are the <laughs> I odds I thought about that <laughs> 72 what's big turn off of yours uh sports ball and uh yeah when you insinuate <laughs> that a woman can only like the Simpsons talking about <laughs> Yeah the, yeah, the the word the word sports ball really gets me. That's the one that um a lot of a lot of people in the video game sphere still do sometimes. Mm. Like as a way of mocking sports. And it's like there's no there's no reason we're all just having hobbies here. There's no reason yeah. to like take pot shots at other hobbies. <laughs> it's just as nerdy as video games. <laughs> well, you... especially baseball. Oh my gosh. Baseball is like a statistic nerds sport. And I'm <laughs> I'm not like I'm not good at statistics, but boy, do I enjoy when other people tell me some weird <laughs> statistics. So <laughs> I like to I like to explain uh, baseball to people who don't understand it. It's like, um, you know, it's a little bit like a turn based like tactics RPG. You know, you've got mm. there's a lot of like manager strategy going into like, let me I'm going to put this guy in the lineup here and I'm going to, um, you know, replace this right hander for this left hander because this guy doesn't hit well against left handers like it's. There's there's some strategy going on there. I like this. Fun. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seventy three. Do you consider yourself an artist? Yeah, sure. I mean, I not in my not in my work or anything, but um, like I, I'm fairly decent at uh, at least drawing, and I've got an okay eye for. Um, I've never called myself like a graphic designer or anything, but like for simple stuff i need to put together for um the foundation or the store or whatever like i can i at least won't make it look like graphic design is my passion uh <laughs> jpeg so um yeah i would i would say so i'd say i'm i'm all right yeah uh 74 what's something you tried to cook and failed i'm an okay cook because i can follow directions pretty well the first time it's when i try it when i've succeeded at something the first time and i'm overconfident the second time that mm. i don't do so well um i've also never tried to cook anything like super difficult like i don't think i'd do scallops very well or something um, um i did do a beef wellington once that turned out okay that's which is incredible a, yeah yeah um yeah i've i've messed up like fish a couple of times and and always because i did it well the first time and then was like i know what i'm doing so <laughs> <laughs> Blind confidence fish cooking. Yep, and it... Exactly. Yeah. Uh, question 75. Dubbed the Ben Hansen after the first guest to this year's show. And you know that guy. I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> What's the greatest piece of art ever made? Oh, all right. All right. Um, uh, this one's for you, Ben. It's the uh, it's the double fine documentary. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That I, that will be my that will be my answer for this year's two tens. I believe um, <laughs> it's especially as a history nerd, there will never be anything like it again. Like it is just such an honest and deep and ridiculous look 
into game development that yeah. unless you literally go get a job at a game developer, you will never see again. So I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm <laughs> I'm gonna go with that. It's my answer. It's it's truly incredible. Yeah. Uh, seventy six. Have you ever had something happen to you that you would consider paranormal? Hmm. I've I've seen some weird lights and stuff at night. Um, mm -hmm. some weird. I, I don't know. That's more like extraterrestrial than paranormal. But um, no, not not since I was a very young child, and I assumed that those were uh, I was actually asleep, and I just didn't realize it, or like that shadow in the corner was actually my laundry on my chair or whatever. Mm. Um, so I no, I would I wouldn't say so. All right, well, tomorrow's another day. <laughs> uh, seventy seven. Would you ever use a Ouija board? Yeah, sure. Oh. Sounds fun. Asking for trouble. Demons, Kelsey. Demons. <laughs> <laughs> Pop it out of there. Uh, 78. Simply. Why? Um, because it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> 79. If given the chance, when would you time travel to? And this isn't, this is just me as myself time traveling, not like I'm becoming, like if I, if I travel back to my own past, I don't become that version of me, right? No. Yeah. This is okay. Okay. Uh, like lost, like the TV show lost, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I Spoiler. base my, most of my life around. Oh yeah. Uh, nothing happens <laughs> in season four. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> Spoilers for a thing from like 2005 or whatever. <laughs> um, I think I'd probably, uh, this is so nerdy, I think I'd want to travel to, like, kind of early days of um, consumers of any level being able to get into computers, like, kind of, uh, mm. like, mid, early to mid-70s, kind of, um, you know, you, there's, there are, these giant room-sized computers at universities and like the Altairs just around the horizon. And I just, I just kind of want to be like around the like beginning nerds of, um, you know, what would have eventually become, you know, everything that runs our entire lives, but just like a, when, when the idea of like, Oh my God, we can transfer information from one person over here to another person. Like I can make this, this magic box do things like i just i kind of want to be in the room where like that's all brand new yeah that would be cool where we're, before it's secondhand knowledge it's just like the complete wild west of the computer front like. yeah you know when people are doing weird things where they're like i'm going to spend four weeks figuring out how i can make a computer you know like play three different tones and, and like play hot <laughs> cross buns or whatever like through <laughs> vibrations because I believe someday this could be art or whatever. Like it's, it's, yeah. I think it's a, a cool time. Oh, love it. Uh, question 80. Have you ever made a sudden dramatic change to your lifestyle and stuck to it? Uh, I mean, just moving from Texas to Seattle and never looking back count. Maybe. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Not, I know that's not quite the, <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think so. Um, I'm definitely more of a, uh, I think I'm a little bit more of a gradual change kind of person, um, or I need to try something and fail a couple of times before it sticks. So, Gotcha. Uh, 81. 
What game show, past or present, would you love to be a contestant on? What's that, uh, what's that, like, celebrity fill-in-the-blank improv one from, like, the 70s? You know what I'm talking about? 70s fill-in-the-blank? Uh, oh, uh, match game? Match game! Oh, yeah. match game! That's, I was googling fill-in-the-blank game show <laughs> 70s. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think match game would be fun. It's... It always it always seems like they're having a really good time on that show. Yeah, I I remember I, I I think this was pandemic stuff. I went down a rabbit hole of like behind the scenes features of match games from the seventies. Ooh, there, there's not a ton of it out there, but they have some interviews when they got a little bit older too, and they would talk about they would always like you know batch record them because uh, of course it's a daily game show, but when they went out to lunch like halfway through the recording, they would all just start getting completely plastered and drinking and this and that so i mean you can kind of tell in some of those episodes you, uh, when they're a little more when the jokes are flying a little looser i always go those are the thursday and friday episodes because those are the ones <laughs> they would record on the tail end of the day the post-lunch ones uh it's it's a beautiful show beautiful um question 82 what's a quote that you love hmm I don't know why this is such a hard question for me. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna quote uh, uh, the the one from the Pokemon movie. Um, mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> it's uh, uh, something like I, I hold on. I'm just gonna find it. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping you're looking for like one of Mewtwo's like scary. It is, it's, <laughs> the, it's it's the like. I see now that the circumstances of one's birth are like. Oh, that whole yes, yes. Uh, oh or, gosh. Hang on, I'm, it's what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are. Mewtwo, the Pokemon. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want that embroidered on a pillow, like yeah. really, really nice calligraphy fonts. <laughs> The the Pokemon movies had a couple of like fairly philosophical things in them, which I always <laughs> thought was fun. <laughs> it also had a Dragonite with a mail pouch, which is just the yeah, cutest thing on earth. It's That's so cute. The best. Also, I mean, I'm not even sure I fully agree with Mewtwo. Like your circumstances <laughs> are a little relevant, but like you can still be a, a good person regardless yeah. of that. It's just uh, you know, opportunities you may or may not have is is another thing. Yeah. Mewtwo didn't get that far into it. It's it's okay. Yeah, he probably cast try <laughs> attack or whatever and got distracted. Uh, eighty three. What's the best shirt that you own? I have a a, a plain white shirt that says "It is baseball time" that I really like. <laughs> <laughs> that's very. Yeah, that's, that's my yeah, answer. <laughs> very strong contender. Uh, eighty four. Would you change your middle name? No, I mean, if I if I had to, I'd maybe make it something cool. But um, I, it's just, it's Nicole. It's like my mom's cousin. Um, oh. it's, <laughs> it's totally fine. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Uh, eighty-five. What's a good impression you can do? I don't know. Should we find out? <laughs> just, Let's just give me one. <laughs> uh, Christopher Walken. Oh. <laughs> Or, Never mind, uh, I don't want to play this game. Uh, Psyduck. Psy. 
I could probably do most Pokemon. That's, yeah, sure. There you go. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Best Psyduck <laughs> I've heard all day. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, 86. Is there a tattoo you wanted to get, but are glad you didn't get? Um, I got all the tattoos I wanted to get the second I turned 18, which is maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recommend. Um, they're they're fine. I I just have two. Um, and uh, one is one is uh got my dad, and I I still need to get one of my mom at some point because that just mm. feels that feels backwards. I love my mom very much. She's great. Um, uh, and yeah, the one on my on my shoulder is something I designed when I was like seventeen. Got the moment I turned eighteen. I don't hate it. It's just you know, it's it's a it's something I don't really identify with a whole lot anymore. So yeah. um. Uh, it's just, it's just a little design. Like it's not anything offensive or anything, but, um, yeah, I, I don't, there was a time where I wanted to get a lot of tattoos and I guess I'm glad I didn't do that. I do wish there were more places you could put a small tattoo that would just kind of be out of the way. Um, yeah. I, I like tattoos. I just don't want to be covered in them. So I, I don't know. I wish there were. I wish there were more parts of the human body that made sense <laughs> to do that. <laughs> I wholesale agree with you. I am in the market for my first tattoo, and I'm just like, I, I, I don't know where, where does this go? That's not shin's just... a pretty good. I have one on my sh on or not the like calf, not top of your shin would hurt really bad, but yeah, probably, um, yeah. calf doesn't hurt very much and um, pretty easy to cover. And also, no one really like. It's just low enough down that people aren't really staring at your calves, even if you are wearing shorts. So yeah, true. Uh, that's that's my recommendation. But you okay, know. <laughs> unless I get another tattoo after that of a big arrow pointing to my calf to <laughs> <laughs> make sure everyone sees it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighty-seven. How would you describe your sixteen-year-old self? You know, I've always been. I don't think I've changed like a crazy amount. I would say that I was. Um, more overly familiar sarcastic uh and like you know maybe just not reading the room as a 16 year old does um <laughs> and uh and a lot more insecure <laughs> um but i think i'm i'm otherwise you know it's still I feel like I'm still like a flavor of that like i'm just a grown up version of who i was at 16 Gotcha. Uh, 88. What's the worst injury you ever had? <laughs> not a lot, but I should knock on wood instantly and uh, not jinx it. <laughs> um, yeah, really, the worst one I've ever had was I, I sprained my uh, Achilles tendon when I was uh, like 12 or 13. As I, and I was on crutches for a couple of months. But um, it is the most embarrassing injury in the world, uh, which, of course, I will now tell you about. Um, <laughs> I. So I have my, my mom and I both just I don't know, genetically like are we want to be on our toes like I my natural footing is, uh, you know, a little bit raised like I'm like I feel more natural when I'm on my toes a little bit. Um, yeah. And when I joined marching band as like a 12 year old or whatever, um, they started making us like very like they needed us to tap our feet very loudly and like purposefully to the beat as we're learning to stay on beat. Right. 
Okay. Um, I literally strained my Achilles tendon by just, you know, going from having a downward pointed foot to a constantly pointed upward foot. Oh. And I, yeah, I injured myself. That's um, tapping my foot. That's <laughs> that's my story. <laughs> oh, boy. That's, it's a good one in the repertoire, you know? <laughs> Very solid. Uh, 89. What's a habit of yours you want to break? Well, I I bit my nail since I was like five years old. I don't think it's ever going to go away at it's this impossible. point. It's impossible. It's yeah, impossible to stop. I have gone. I've gone as much as two weeks, and then just just went to town after that. So, oh yeah. Okay. If anything, it's, it's so more hard. satisfying after the break, which yeah. is the, the vicious cycle. Of it I have all. tried everything. All of the like terrible tasting things, whatever. The like soap I don't under care. The nails I just, or whatever. I just do it anyway. I just deal with it tasting terrible and still do it. <laughs> it's a it, it's an anxious like thing for me, and I just can't unless you remove all anxiety from my life. I'm. <laughs> oh, that's the cure. Oh, yeah. Uh, question 90. Getting on the home stretch here. Have you ever lied on your resume? Uh, I have slightly exaggerated on my resume, but um, not really. I mean, I'm very lucky in that my resume hasn't been relevant in mm. many years at this point. Um, yeah. I hope i get to just do this foundation thing kind of forever um and you know that my stores will continue being uh successful enough to just keep running for a very long time um but uh yeah i think i've i've just you know i there was i, I guess the the one i can remember is that i worked at a uh taco shop in texas when i was a teenager and um they gave me some like assistant manager e type duties, but I was never a, a key holder because you know I was like sixteen, seventeen years old. Yeah. Um, but I was very, I was a very motivated sixteen, seventeen year old. <laughs> um, and I think I, I think I put that I was like a manager or assistant manager or something like that. When really it was more just like I got paid a little bit more than the other people and got and had some manager duties and stuff, but like they never officially like called me a manager <laughs> <laughs> i gotcha i mean what's in a title you know yeah i mean the the i didn't lie about what my like duties were what my like actual you know day-to-day -day of the job was i yeah. what i did i did fudge the title a little bit <laughs> that taco stand didn't know the difference it was all right <laughs> uh 91 have you ever punched someone in the face? Yes. Uh, when Ooh. I was like 14, I think, I was, uh, I spent a lot of time in the art room after school just working on, on my art. Um, and the art teacher who I liked a lot had a son that was in my grade who was um, just at that age, just boys at that age are awful. Um, he was just a real, real annoying little guy. Um, and uh i can't i can't remember the specifics of the altercation but it involved him stealing my soda and uh like splashing some of it on me and mm. i i punched him in the face and poured the rest of it on his head so. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that's the ending that story deserves. That is, such... and I saw him at my ten year high school reunion and did not bring it up. And he was very drunk oh. and very friendly with me. And I'm like, <laughs> we're, I guess we're not speaking about the time I punched you in the face. <laughs> it would have been amazing if at the ten year reunion, no words, instant punch, <laughs> soda, <laughs> just one more time, the encore. <laughs> Uh, 92. Would you ever go to a nude beach? Uh, I, you know, it's not that I wouldn't, it's that I'd be afraid that someone would recognize, recognize me. Um, I do it in like another country or something, I think. Um, but you know, I, I'm certainly not a big celebrity or even a small celebrity, but like I have just enough of a presence. And again, in like the nonprofit world and stuff that I just kind of don't don't want to open up that can of worms. <laughs> fair. Very fair. Uh, 93. Somehow not the realest question. When was the last time you cried? Probably like a couple days ago. I'm, I'm a bit of a crier. Uh, I cry just a sad things like it doesn't have to be a sad thing is happening to me it's just like this is a sad video about a dog that found a loving home but he was abused before that hey. night i cry so i don't yeah. remember i don't know what the last thing i cried about but like if i was shown a sad video in the last week it was then <laughs> yeah yeah any of those videos that are like skinny dog on the left side of the screen happy dog on the right side yeah. of the screen oh <laughs> i'm i'm falling apart yeah uh 94 What's something you've done and will probably never do again? Well, when I was uh, two years old, I ran naked through my sprinkler in the yard. I'll probably never do that again. <laughs> Tomorrow's another day, but yeah, <laughs> not a bad bet. I probably also won't almost give Sammy Sosa chicken pox again. So. <laughs> Uh, you got off lucky this time, Sammy. <laughs> uh, 95. Best compliment you ever received? I did an episode of the Video Game History Hour alone one time, and it was actually with Ben Hansen, and I got a very Ooh. nice comment that was like, you're a very good interviewer, Kelsey, and that was something I'm self-conscious about, that I wasn't doing a good job about, so it, that compliment meant a lot to me. Um, yeah, and I guess... Anything that um, I'm not explicitly saying I'm self-conscious about, but am, and then someone tells me I'm, I'm good, actually, is, like, the most meaningful thing to me. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, 96, tell me a joke. I'm going to tell you the same joke that the kid at the lemonade stand uh, I got lemonade from earlier told me. Okay. Why do Why do cows have bells? I don't know. Why do cows have bells? Because their horns don't work. That's that's really <laughs> solid. Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> uh, 97. 97 used to be a question that I came up with that just wasn't very good. And I had to acknowledge that and get rid of it. And I All replaced right. it with the listener question of the week. And if any of our lovely listeners have questions they want to see used on a future episode, it's 99, of course, the number 99, questionspod at gmail.com or 99questionspod on Twitter. And because it's my show and no one can tell me otherwise, I picked two questions here because, sure, uh, we got this one here from Holding Out for a Hero. Kelsey, what 
is. I think he meant what are. This isn't a grammar thing. Grammar thing. <laughs> what is your top five places to visit in the Pacific Northwest? Yeah, we have. I mean, there's so much. Um, I would say if you if you are willing to do a bit of a drive, um, Long Beach, uh, Washington is really nice. Um, it's you gotta you gotta go pretty far south and and all the way west. Um, but it's it's really nice. There's a um, very cute little uh, hotel. Um, it's not really. It's it's one of those hotel type things where you have like you're basically sharing a little like uh, two or three unit uh, like duplex triplex kind of things. So you have like your own house ish kind of thing, and it's a yeah. very quick walk to the beach. Um, I think it's called the Lighthouse Inn, if I recall correctly. Um, Long Beach is great. Um, all of the islands around here are really great. Um, I have not made my way to even close to all of them. Um, they're uh, fairies intimidate me, and not because like for not for fear reasons, not for anything like that. It's just like I have to go downtown and then get a boat appointment, and that's just <laughs> it feels like a lot. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Bainbridge Island is is really beautiful. Um, uh, Mount Rainier, if you like a hike, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful mountain. Um, and I think there's actually a lot of stuff like in actual Seattle that's gorgeous as well. Um, Golden Gardens is one of my favorite beaches. That one's a little bit more like mainstream. Uh, like a lot, of, it's it's a fairly busy beach, but it's a beautiful walk around there and, and beach and you can like barbecue and that sort of thing. Mm. And then if you want a smaller beach that not quite as many people go to Richmond Beach um, up in Shoreline, which is just like uh, just slightly like it's one exit north from Seattle um, is is really nice. Um, it's not quite as big of a beach, but it's also uh, definitely far less populated. So. Yeah, those those are the first five I could come up with that I love. I don't know if it's my literal top five, but they're they're great. I love it. Sounds spectacular. And also, I haven't done a ton of exploring in Oregon, so I I feel bad. There's almost certainly um, I went to uh, Manzanita, Oregon, which is really cool. It's like um, it, again, just really awesome oceanfront stuff. It's a lot of driving to get there. I think it was like nine hours from here. Because um, oh, wow. you just gotta, yeah, you just gotta take long winding roads and go all the way west and and south and stuff. But um, I haven't. I've really only done Portland and then like Beaverton and Eugene, neither of which are particularly exciting. Sorry, college towns. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I know, I love it. And uh, got one more question here from MGMPC. Thank you, MGMPC. Not the rarest, but what is your favorite thing preserved by the Video Game History Foundation? Oh, we have so many very silly ones. Um, there's a lot of oh, there's a lot of old press kits that I think are really fun. Um, there is a large can uh, of Seaman tuna from the Dreamcast oh, game Seaman that I think yeah. is very funny. Um, we have a uh, even a television Amico award, which is very fun because that mm. that console was uh, a bit of a scam, a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have, uh, yeah, just lots lots of very silly press kit 
things. Um, but another uh, one that I always like to point out, just because I think it's very, uh, it's very relevant to my own uh, interests and previous work. But uh, I did a a video on the Super Nintendo Exertainment bike um, a long time ago, just kind of telling the story of what, what's up with that weird uh, stationary bike for the Super Nintendo. Why was that made? What is what's going on with that? Okay. Um, and I had the hardest time researching it. I had such a hard time trying to find information about it. Um, and I put just hours and hours of research into like, okay, this this newspaper mentioned like one sentence about it. And this newspaper said one sentence. And uh, we eventually found a uh, the complete press kit for the, for the entertainment bike from Whoa. Life Fitness. So it was just like three pages of like everything that basically I had painstakingly pieced together from like this <laughs> this newspaper used this exact line from the press kit this one used this exact line and um it, I like that example because it's a very clear version of like what uh how much easier having access to these materials can make researching and telling the stories of video game history like yeah. I could have shaved 30 hours off of my research you know if i just had this one press kit um and so i i really like i really like that kind of stuff um things where it's just like oh man yeah this this makes telling this story so much easier that's incredible yes and thank you for the questions holden and mgmpc uh question 98 what made you want to be who you are today. I do. Sometimes I feel like I kind of got into a lot of it by accident, honestly. Um, at every turn, it was like me discovering that I found something to be fun or found myself to be kind of good at it. Um, so, you know, learning about uh, some of the weirder parts of video game history was kind of what was like man i i want to be around these stories i think telling these stories would be fun i think other people would get a kick out of this um was what kind of led me down the path to eventually joining the video game history foundation um mostly because i, I started telling these stories i started trying to do that realized it was super super difficult and then at that exact same time there was this you know this organization starting up that was like hey, you know what sucks? Researching video games. We want to change that. And I'm like, hey, they get it. Like, you know, there's a lot of video game museums and stuff, and those are great for their own reasons as well. But it was like, no, the thing that is the hardest right now is finding information about this stuff. So, um, and then, yeah, I mean, as far as, uh, as far as owning the stores uh, goes, I... I did not know if I would enjoy it at all. It was a really good opportunity that myself and my business partner had, and we went for it. And I had no expectations of like, I didn't know if I was going to be in it long term. But, um, you know, I, I, I was previously a, a manager at the store for uh, several years and like had come to really enjoy the management of of the stores um but had no idea if i would enjoy the ownership part so um yeah i think i i feel like it's all just been discovery like i wasn't like i want to be that person <laughs> wow there was no inciting batman-esque incident <laughs> that just suddenly no not quite <laughs> okay you turned the corner a pink gorilla ran by and you said wait a minute <laughs> but leads us right into 
Top of the mountain. The titular question, if you will. Question 99. What do you want to be remembered for? That's not the realest question. That's a pretty real question. It's fairly real. It's fairly real. It's a fairly it's real question. 75% um, real. I I would like, I mean, I, I think that the two big things that I do with my life are both are, you know, they're they're important in, in their own way. And I, I kind of hope that people remember, if they're not going to remember me, I hope they, uh, you know, the Video Game History Foundation is around for hundreds and hundreds of years and people appreciate it as an institution and are, and are happy it exists. Um, and I hope that, you know, if Pink Gorilla's ever gone or if I'm ever gone, like, people are just like, that was a, that was a really good place to be. I liked, I liked that place. I liked the vibe. Um, and then, you know, on a more personal level, like, I hope the... I hope the people that know me, you know, friends and family and everything, um, I hope they remember me as like a kind person and someone who was, you know, genuinely, I don't, I don't need to make the world a like way better place, but I want to, I, I do want to like adhere to the Boy Scout rule of leave, leave the place a little better than, <laughs> than you, isn't that the Boy Scout rule? I think that's the Boy Scout rule. Yeah. One of yeah. them. Yeah. You know, leave leave everything a little better than you found it so i i hope that's my that, that's my goal for my impact is just make it a little better than i found it that's spectacular and i can say definitively you've left this show in a better spot than Ooh. we were one episode previous uh, and... <laughs> take that ben hansen <laughs> uh Kelsey, thank you so much for doing this. We've uh, we've made it through all of these. Legally, I wow. can't ask you any more. Uh, <laughs> this has been absolutely tremendous. Thank you, thank you, yeah, thank this you was so fun. much. Um, is there anything uh, you want to plug, promote, waft into the ears of our wonderful listeners? Anything at all? The floor is exclusively yours. Sure, I'll just I'll just do it quick. So yeah, I, I uh, co-run a nonprofit called the Video Game History Foundation. We're a five hundred one c three nonprofit, which means all your donations are tax deductible. Um, and we are our mission is to preserve and celebrate and educate people about video game history because it's a it's a fairly underserved thing right now. And and video games are as you as you might know very important. Um, and we also have just a podcast through the foundation called the Video Game History Hour. It's every other week. Um, check it out if you like learning about video game history. And then finally, if you are in the Seattle area, you find yourself in the Seattle area, check out Pink Gorilla Games. We've got three locations. They're all very, very accessible from all the public transportation, walkable from like major things you might already be going to. So, um, yeah. The Great Kelsey Lewin. Please check out her work, check out her podcast, uh, check out the foundation, uh, check out the book, the Animal Crossing book coming out later this year, please. And maybe name a kid after her or something. But it's last call time. The red light is on. We got to figure out what we learned here today. We learned that the only thing rarer than a 100% Wonder Swan collection is being able to give chicken pox to Sammy Sosa. That man is too tough. Too tough. We learned that the sweet and sassy child birthday runway spectacular is exactly what I need for my next birthday. Just throw in a couple Mewtwo quotes and give me a tiara and I'm happy. 
we learn that if someone tries to feed you fermented soybeans, just say no thank you. We learn that a bird outliving you is almost never a good thing, and we learn that, quote, you can't gouge out every eye at once. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to collect my coolest dude trophy. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I'll see you again in two weeks for our next episode. Until then, thank you, and good night.